0: Hey, what's up, how about this, listeners? We're back again for another episode of the Summer of Slam. And today we're talking about one of the longest running fighting game franchises of all time. The most brutal of the video games. The goriest, the bloodiest, the most fatalitist of the video game franchises. I'm just going to let you all know right now that we're going to start this episode by saying, FIGHT! And we're going to end this episode by saying, finish him. Because today, Jordan and I are talking about Mortal Kombat. And now, introducing the How About This Summer of slide Hey, how about this, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Summer of Slam.
1: Summer of Slam.
0: (laughs) That's right. We're going to the mat today, talking about a fighting game franchise that has nothing to do with Street Fighter for once. We are avoiding Capcom in every way, shape, and form possible, unless uh, Jordan's pitch involves them. So we don't we're know. Gonna,
1: we're going to end up talking about Street Fighter anyway, because it's Oh, awesome.
0: yes, we have to. Street Fighter yeah. will happen. It will come up in this conversation. Oh, yeah. But when we talked about this Summer of Slam and the, the nature of the competitive nature of what we wanted to do here, Jordan and I sat down and we came up with a list of things that we had to talk about. And obviously, the two best fighting game franchises, or the two most notable fighting game franchises of all time, I think that's a better way to describe it. Yeah. We're in the works. We're in, in on the list. And we talked about Capcom a lot when we talked about wrestling. And Street Fighter will come back, but a little further down the line. Today, we're talking about the most brutal of the fighting games. Uh, a series that essentially was seen and judged by like Supreme Courts or, or jurisdictions or courts yeah. or whatever. Something that this is one of the games that video game violence became a, a scapegoat for a lot of different things and it's still stupid and also kind of brought video games into the limelight as something of cultural significance and i think many of us knew where we were or remembered our first experiences playing the one-on-one fighting game mortal Kombat. combat spelt with a k because that's what you do When you want to be edgy in the 1990s, you spell things incorrectly on purpose. And Mortal Kombat has a very long and storied history. The first game came out in 1992, just a year after the Omega hit Street Fighter 2, which kind of changed the world. And Mortal Kombat is obviously a response to Street Fighter 2. But before we get further into this, we have to introduce our panel today the god of thunder himself raining down from outworld one of the elder gods of lightning and thunder mr jordan hugh
1: wow i got to be raiden in the intro that's pretty cool well and uh and proud to be joining my co-host here for he is the one-eyed cybernetic outback australian man of outworld how did that how did that come out
0: I do like to eat hearts, so oh, that works. Go. That works. I Same. do like to take. I like. I would like to rip a heart out and take a bite. Because
1: would you, what's your favorite color, Mike? Would you rather have been a ninja of the appropriate color?
0: i uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. My
1: favorite color is probably green. Oh, so you'd be reptile.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't I'm not crazy about Reptile. No,
1: no, no one is. No one is. And no they, one is.
0: They don't know what to do with the with the character known as Reptile because every time they kind of bring him back, they change him. Yeah, now he's just a lizard. they figured lizard.
1: it out. Just, you know, just stop including him.
0: Yeah, they should just stop including him. Yep. But in the new movie, he's just a lizard.
1: <laughs> he's straight up he's, a lizard. He's
0: no longer a ninja. He's just a lizard. Now, Mortal Kombat's been around for yeah, about 30 almost, years. Almost yeah. 30 years. Yeah. A little under 30 years. 29 years of Mortal Kombat. And I remember seeing the Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet in the arcade by my house, probably the Broadway Mall, the same arcade that we always talk about on this show. Mm -hmm. And when Street Fighter II was taking over the world, the folks over at Midway, a team led by Ed Boone and John Tobias, who were two uh, guys who worked at Midway, wanted to create a game that was similar to Street Fighter, a one-on-one fighting game, but embraced the -the over-the-top nature of, like... Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu, right? To the point where it was originally supposed to be, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme fighting game. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He didn't want anything to do with it. So instead, they just had... They had Johnny Johnny Cage. And Mortal Kombat was, like, the anti-Street Fighter. Street Fighter was bright, cartoony. There wasn't a lot of blood. It wasn't super serious. The music was fun, bouncy, and... And you didn't kill your opponent. The most you could do to someone in Street Fighter 2 is like knock them dizzy and they would eventually recover. Mortal Kombat said, we're going to take that and we're going to make it more violent. We're going to make it more graphic. Gallons of blood are going to come out of you when you get uppercutted or punched or anything if you're playing on any platform other than the Super Nintendo. And it's going to be like, live actors that they shoot and film and they put into this game so that it actually kind of looks like a kung fu movie before we get like into more of this so what's your experience with with Mortal Kombat in general
1: I was a chubby kid as me I've too. mentioned yeah yes <laughs> as I've mentioned a few times on the show so my mom just trying to do her best like enrolled me in soccer and karate and uh karate in particular I was going to this, I don't know if it was like a Tiger Shulman's or like what what it was. It was a local like strip mall karate place. And my instructor was a guy named Seiko Shihan. He was really cool. But being a little fat kid, I didn't really care too much about karate class. What I really liked was either before or after my mom or my dad would take me to the pizza place next door. And in the pizza place next door, the real martial arts were going on because up against the wall, they had a street fighter cabinet. And they had a Mortal Kombat cabinet. And actually, I think at that point, it was actually MK2 and uh, and Street Fighter 2, because this would have been about that time. And I just remember the long line of kids my age and a little bit older than me getting their pizza slices and putting their coins up on those machines, waiting for the next play. And um, I was way more interested in playing those games than I was interested in actually doing well in karate, which is why I, I never made it past my orange belt. Uh, hey, listen, so.
0: you got there. You got at least better than the white belt.
1: Yeah, I think Orange was only the second or third belt. And uh, I was like, fuck this. But you know what? Kept going to that pizza place. Did not improve my physique as a youngling, but it did improve my gaming skills. I was not really any good at Mortal Kombat, to be honest with you. I was just playing with it as an excuse to be like, oh my god, here's this ultra violent game that all the cool older kids are playing. and And I just want to kind of be a part of it. And sadly... I didn't know how to do like any of the cool stuff. I didn't know how to do the fatalities and stuff like that. But the the mere existence of them was already the stuff of legend. Because the older kids, you would hear them whispering like, oh, hit X, Y, and Z, whatever the hell buttons to do this cool fatality. And you would watch fucking, of course, iconic Sub-Zero rip someone's spinal cord out or Kano rip someone's still beating heart out of their chest or other crazy shit, and you'd be like, oh my god, the, the the secret codes in this game are like baked into the pie to do these awesome animations. It was not a better-looking game than Street Fighter, but you hit it exactly right in your intro. It was like anti-Street Fighter. It was like a game that was consciously like, oh cool, what's Street Fighter doing? Let's do the opposite of that.
0: And yeah, and clearly influenced by Street Fighter as well, because oh, for sure. the whole finish him section, right? The whole fatality section, what's beautiful and ridiculous about Mortal Kombat is that you'll fight someone, and then at the end of two rounds of you beating them senseless, it'll say, finish him. And uh, you can punch in, like Jordan said, a code, and you can do a fatality. And every character had a murder move, whether it was Sub-Zero ripping someone's head off or Scorpion pulling off his mask <laughs> to reveal right. that he's a skeleton and breathing fire on someone. And it was, um, it felt like you were playing something wrong. To this day, when I play Mortal Kombat, I still feel like I'm breaking the rules Uh, A little bit, and the idea for the finish him screen actually came from Street Fighter 2 when you got dizzy. They were like, imagine if you had a mode where you would get the guy dizzy, and then you could kill them, because they were like, their guard was completely off. So that was the whole point of Mortal Kombat. And the story of Mortal Kombat is that the elder gods from Outworld are trying to come into Earth realm, and the only thing keeping them back is this ancient martial arts tournament where if you beat the elder gods, or whoever's fighting it at the end, some champion from Earth Realm will beat whoever or what whatnot to beat the tournament organizer. And if if Earth Realm wins the tournament, Outworld has to stay in in their realm. And if Outworld wins the tournament, they can come into uh, Earth Realm and kind of wreak havoc and turn earth world uh, earth realm into a hellscape so maybe it happened uh, I don't know maybe this martial arts tournament actually did happen in real life and uh, we just didn't know about it
1: we exist in a variant timeline
0: yeah I think so I think as so. a result uh, as what ho- was
1: your uh, early experience with Mortal Kombat
0: so like I said I saw it in the arcade but I never touched it at the in the arcade when I was really young uh, 1992 I would have been about six at this point in time so Mortal Kombat was everywhere all over the news my folks were okay with me playing Street Fighter because my co- my older cousins had it, it wasn't bloody really. I mean, your characters would vomit, and every every so often, like Blanca would bite someone, and and blood would shoot out of the person's head.
1: Very little, comparatively, very li-
0: very yeah. little blood comparatively to Mortal Kombat. But Mortal Kombat was such a just a landmark example of misrepresentation of what video games were about that every parent, so many parents, not every parent. So many parents were so afraid that this game was going to turn their children into murderous psychopaths. And this would ultimately happen again with games like Doom and Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it's it's the satanic panic hysteria all over again in a much smaller scale. But Mortal Kombat was in the news for a, a long time, almost every day, because you had the folks of like, like Hillary Clinton and I think uh, Tipper Gore, other folks just like constantly rallying against this game that children should not have access to this. This game kind of created the ratings code for video games at this point in time. But I remember being a seven or eight year old kid. I was probably seven at this point in time when Mortal Kombat had come to consoles. And I remember I had gone over to a friend's house after school. I was probably in second grade at this time. And they had Mortal Kombat on the Sega Genesis. And what was different from Mortal Kombat in the Sega Genesis versus Mortal Kombat in the Super Nintendo was that the Sega Genesis version, you could put in a code that would allow for blood to actually show the Super Nintendo. Nintendo did not allow blood in the game. They were like, no, 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 not, not gonna be in our game. They would eventually add the blood in for Mortal Kombat two and three, because if you play them on the SNES, they're completely bloody like crazy. And I remember playing the game at my friend's house and like really having a good time, but knowing the whole time that I was like, my parents told me not to play this, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. So I remember playing it and loving it and getting home and walking into the house. And the first thing I said to my mom was like, hey, I played Mortal Kombat and then I got in trouble. And I got in trouble. And then why did you tell her? I don't know, dude. It's just one of those things. It was just like a thing. Like, I'm like, I'm someone's going to find out somehow, whatever. So eventually what I did is I wasn't allowed to play Mortal Kombat. But eventually I played the Super Nintendo one. And it's like, yeah, there's no blood. And I'll just use Raiden. He really doesn't have, you know, too many kill moves. And eventually, like, my parents didn't really care anymore. So I got Mortal Kombat at Super Nintendo. I got Mortal Kombat 2 and 3. I saw the movie. Uh, I was really into this because in the end, they knew, my brother and I knew it was fake and we weren't going to go out in the street and try to rip people's heads off because that's nobody does that. So yeah, we didn't turn into murderous psychopaths and we played a lot of Mortal Kombat. Now we played Mortal Kombat like 1, 2, 3, Mortal Kombat Ultimate, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and then Mortal Kombat Trilogy and a little bit of Mortal Kombat 4, and then really didn't play them much after that.
1: So yeah, that's exactly where most people our age kind of stopped.
0: Yeah, they kind of stopped with like when Mortal Kombat 4 came out because it kind of changed things up. But the newer Mortal Kombat games like Mortal Kombat 9, 10, and 11 are very, very good and almost kind of gave the series and the franchise a whole lot more new life. And they've kind of rebooted it a little, changed the story up a little bit, changed the characters up just slightly here or there.
1: And in between there, Mortal Kombat introduces this uh, sort of multiverse where we're now fighting with the DC characters, which is fun because... I mean, let's face it. I'm not knocking Mortal Kombat in any way. Obviously, the f- the mere fact that we're doing the show means we respect the game. But Mortal Kombat is always going to be the Pepsi to Street Fighter's Coke. That it's just how it is. And what's funny is Marvel is this big, bright, colorful sort of entity, and has like a buoyancy and a lightness to it. And so does Street Fighter. So to see Marvel versus Capcom, like that made sense, and it it made also. An equal amount of sense for, of course, Mortal Kombat to do Mortal Kombat versus DC. Like that, that was right at home. Now, I didn't love that game, but I thought that was really cool. That's something that I think brought a lot of people back.
0: I think you're right. And what's great about that is, well, first of all, Mortal Kombat as of right now is owned by Warner Brothers. It's a Netherrealm Studios, is right. owned by Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers property. And
1: Netherrealm took over from Midway. Is that how that happened?
0: Yeah. Netherrealm is, uh, I think, Ed Boon's studio that he started. Okay,
1: right, that makes sense. And
0: what the beauty of Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe or whatever versus Mortal Kombat, the beauty about that is that eventually gets us to probably the best fighting game that NetherRealm has made, which is Injustice, Mm -hmm. which is the DC fighting game. And it's so good, and it's built on the bones of Mortal Kombat. But you have really interesting versions of these DC superhero characters doing these really crazy things, and they're not really killing each other much. But there's some great crossover there. And when you have Marvel versus Capcom being one of the most legendary fighting games of all time, especially Marvel versus Capcom 2, you need something to compete with it. Right. So you have stuff like Injustice and DC uh, comics versus Mortal Kombat. And you know, Mortal Kombat has gone on to be like a real multimedia platform. There have been obviously video games, there have been movies, cartoons, comic books, everything. Mortal Kombat is very marketable. The characters, a lot of the characters are super marketable, especially your your ninjas. I think everyone loves the Mortal Kombat ninjas. Like they stand out, people like them a lot. And even that first movie is, is pretty bad, but like in the end, it's one of the first somewhat respectable takes. Uh, For a video game movie, I think, Uh, and I think while it's it's not good, if I watched it today, I'd probably be like, wow, this is trash. I still think it's better than the newest one. It's something where it's like Mortal Kombat was big enough for such a short period of time that they were able to really like kind of turn it into like this massive property and we've seen them continue to work with it. But... Before we talk more about that stuff, who's your favorite fighter? Who's your favorite Mortal Kombat combatant, spelled with a K as well?
1: You know, I, I rotated through a few different people. Keep in mind, I was never very good at the game, so it usually just meant that whatever whatever move I could spam... Like yeah. that became like my yeah. favorite character in that moment. So like when I was playing like a lot of MK3, like that happened to be like Sector or Cyrax because those bot moves were just easy to spam. But yep. no, those aren't those aren't very good characters. I-, I would almost certainly say Sub-Zero, which seems to be most people's favorite character uh, or Kano, just because he's really cool in the films. <laughs> and of yeah. course, you got to got to give something to Johnny Cage. So one of, one of those, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Uh, I think I'm going to be pretty pretty predictable here. Uh, my favorite Mortal Kombat character since day one has always been Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion he's awesome. is my favorite. Uh, he's First of all, a ninja in yellow is strange and it makes no sense, but I don't care because he throws a harpoon spear at people and yells at them. So yeah. you really can't and he's, go wrong. he's
1: kind of the good guy now.
0: Yes, and we will get into that in my pitch, but Scorpion yeah. kind of is a good guy now. He started out as a villain and enemy right. because he was he was murdered, and they brought his soul back to life, and he was under control of some outworld-based sorcerer. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, Scorpion gets his humanity back. He's able to actually get his humanity back. And now he's like an anti hero. He's one of the yes. earth, earth Realms' finest.
1: Yeah. Scorpion and Sub Zero seem to kind of go back and forth between, uh, you know, are they bad guys? Are they good guys? And I think they have sort of, even though I guess arguably Liu Kang or Kung Lao or Sony are probably the main characters of Mortal Kombat, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the ninjas, the color ninjas, specifically Scorpion and Sub Zero, they are the most identifiable things from the game. They sure. are your. Uh, you know, Ryu and Chun-Li in, yeah. in my mind, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I think of them first. So I that makes perfect sense for you and Scorpion. I think that's great. Any others?
0: Yeah, I really like Scorpion. I like uh, Noob Saibot when he's in the games. I like Smoke. Uh, Smoke's I remember
1: in like fourth grade, someone was like, that's Boon Tobias backwards. Yeah, so it's- bad. And it just blew my mind away as a kid. It's
0: crazy. I Jerks. love it. And then um, I'm trying to think if I like, if I really like, I actually did like to play as Liu Kang a lot because that bicycle kick is sick. Uh, he does the bicycle kick. He's got those flying kicks and fireballs. And like, I like, I like myself a good. Yeah,
1: Liu Kang, Liu Kang rules. And, and he's also, also a handsome chap.
0: Yeah. I mean, you gotta be when you're, when you're trying to lead earth realm against yeah. the fight. Right. Yeah. You when you're,
1: be. when you're the champ. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And that's, that's it. Right. It's kind of Liu Kang's Liu Kang's series and Liu Kang's game, which upsets me that he's not the lead character in the newest movie.
1: Yeah. that was that was odd and I didn't really love the new character I was actually yeah. kind of waiting for them to be like and here's how this guy's I don't know related to Liu Kang or something but Liu Kang and Kung Lao were doing their own thing
0: yeah Liu Kang Kung, Kung Lao is also awesome I like that character yeah also, Kung Lao's
1: that. great and the I mean how can you beat the hat you can't that beat hat.
0: the hat that razor hat so good he yeah just throws that's just it.
1: that's just fun it's great but, that that, he just but what's funny is like it. that's Mortal Kombat's idea of silly yeah, like like Street Fighter's idea of silly is like, oh, this guy's got stretchy arms or this guy can make himself electric. Mortal Kombat's like, ha ha ha, I have a hat that fucking cuts you in half or cuts your head off. Like, that's crazy.
0: Well, even the fatalities to a degree are very silly. Like um, they are in Mortal Kombat 3. I think smoke has a fatality where he just lays bombs all over the stage and blows up the earth. Like that's a fatality. <laughs> right. Um, Kung Lao, like chops people with his razor hat. Um, you got one fatality that Quan Chi in Mortal Kombat Four uses, where he rips off someone's leg, <laughs> and then beats them to death with it. That's pretty good. Which is
1: that's economy.
0: That's good. That's some good stuff. You can't that's really good. make that up. You can't. That's like, a
1: spicy meatball. We yeah, like that. That is
0: definitely a spicy meatball. Because you know why Mortal Kombat, at its best, understands that its its um its insanity is 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 humorous. You know, we're not watching Mortal Kombat because it's serious, gritty fighting we're watching Mortal Kombat because it's like, oh, I want to see this guy rip this dude's head off. Like, it's cool.
1: Yeah. And- Though I, I will say that Mortal Kombat, n- not that it became like technically better in any way than Street Fighter but I, I did respect that like in the later games characters had different fighting modes and yeah, then sort yeah. of we- weapon modes as well like the, mm-hmm. that was cool so they they really kept the replayability high and I think uh, players had a reason to come back for each new game
0: yeah and you could see like how you could switch on the fly between martial arts stances and stuff which is really cool and it's really yeah, it
1: is, it is cool thing that
0: you could do in a game like that especially when you need to mix it up because after a while back B gets really like monotonous so it's really cool to have like these special Special weapons and and to do all this stuff and with stuff like Injustice even does it even further than that and you can play as the Ninja Turtles so like there's all this great stuff that's going on. Nether Realm has actually kind of sneak sneakily been really gotten really really good at doing these things. But we've talked about our experience with Mortal Kombat. We talked about what we liked about it. I, I think it's time. Unless you have something else you want to add before we start talking about how we're going to. No, handle-
1: let's let's hop into these pitches. I'm I'm eager.
0: Let's let's do these pitches because pitches are good. Do you want to start?
1: I'll start, sure. Uh, I think right. my, my pitch is maybe a little less involved, but that's cool.
0: Round one,
1: fight. All right, how about this?
0: Ooh!
1: I am pitching uh, not a video game. I'm going outside of our our typical sort of medium here. It's fine. Um. So I am pitching a television series. Oh, I love it already. Uh, this is for great. For Mortal Kombat. I have not decided if the series just of... It's in and of itself needs to be animated, but I would actually prefer if it wasn't. I I think Kung Fu movies are really cool. Yes. And I really enjoy Kung Fu movies that have a mystical bent to them or have something that approaches Mortal Kombat. In other words, you know, the very films that inspired Mortal Kombat. We've talked about in an earlier podcast, go check out our our Quentin Tarantino podcast listener if you haven't done so yet. Part of Kill Bill's just rewatchability just comes from how fun those fighting sequences are. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it would be really cool similar to things that we saw in The Punisher or in Daredevil, just to have a show that was basically a a kung fu show. Yeah. Uh, So a show that is a fighting show. So rather than having the tournament sort of packed into a film, even though the tournament did not play a significant role in the more recent film, I would love to see the tournament protracted over the course of a 12 or 13 episode series where each uh, episode sure revolved around some core characters, but ultimately culminated in a fight between just two of them Mm -hmm. and someone's going to die.
0: That's perfect.
1: Uh, and I, I think the formatting for that would work great. And I would really try to invest as much as I could into making the shows one fight sequence between, I don't know, Sonya and Kano or between Scorpion and Sub-Zero, one of the other classic matchups, just looking as cool and professional and, water cooler conversation worthy as possible. You know, when you're following a show like that, it almost becomes like you'd be following a live action Dragon Ball Z, except yes. without, without all the charging up.
0: Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I yeah. love that aspect of it, of that kind of tournament feel all the time.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I would want people to watch with the interest of like, oh my God, these two are, are going to kill each other. And I I would love to see again, Tarantino esque. maybe he should direct it. Tarantino esque level fights that go on for like 10 minutes. Uh, of just these characters beating the ever-loving shit out of each other with the full graphic violence that only like horror movie quality, good horror movie quality, uh, makeup and special effects could deliver unto us, and we know that these things are possible. And since we live in the content wars currently, we're we're in the middle of the content wars. We know that networks have the money to burn and they're willing to burn it for quality. And we can see from shows like the Disney Plus, Marvel shows and stuff like that, that you can get film quality stuff on a TV show yeah. and have it just blow you away. So I think uh, a Mortal Kombat TV show would actually serve the narrative of a tournament structure better than would a film. Because in a film, it just becomes very wearisome, as it did, frankly, in the in the more recent movie to just kind of sit and watch the next fight, the next fight, the next fight, the next fight, at least if it's broken up in serial format, uh, it, it, it's a lot uh, better of a watch for me. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have one particular casting choice that I, I've seen bandied about a lot that I think is just really good. Uh, I think you blow the money on Ryan Reynolds. I think you do yep. just to get get him to play Cage um yep and and it's not from any one fighter's perspective i think i think cage is a lot of fun but i i would want to see the other characters i would also love to see when we're dealing with characters like uh, lu kang and and kung lao and shang song and and all those folks i don't think everyone comes from america by default you know what i mean let them speak in the language that is is honest to that character right well i think i think actually to be Correct. I think some characters also do speak English, but a lot of those characters originate from uh, Chinese culture, from Japanese culture, from, from, you know, the the Eastern world, I would love to see them just, just sub them, subtitle them like you would with a Kung Fu film yeah. uh, and just give us something authentic like that. Um, I think that would be great. And you'd fight the whole tournament out through the first season. And if it's a great success, awesome. Move into the second season and tell some of that really cool, really different Mortal Kombat two storyline and get, you know, Shao Kahn in there and drop that fucking bullshit in there and just would be crazy.
0: I think that sounds, that sounds so cool, man. I I love this. And now the vibe of it, would it be kind of like like a kill bill in terms of yes. its feel? Yes. We would want the
1: fill the, the, the we would want the feel of kill bill because that is the spirit of fun. Yes. I actually think kill bill I, I hate to keep harping on the Tarantino here, but right, I actually it's think- perfect. Yeah, I think Kill Bill actually captures the flavor of Mortal Kombat better than these films do. Mm -hmm. These films try to go a little bit too grimdark and a little bit too serious with these games. And I understand, yes, they are gritty, edgelord type games. And that's the the kinds of people who play them are those types of folks a lot. I got to tell you, it always takes me back to the pizza parlor as a kid. We were waiting to have fun playing that game. It wasn't about how much damage I can inflict. It was just about doing cool shit and watching basically what was your directorial debut as a Kung Fu film director when you were standing at those controls and being like, oh, do this, now do this. That is so cool.
0: No, it um, And it
1: really is all about the fight. So it would, just be, it would be a fight show. and And the framework of the tournament already exists so well as a plot structure. You need hardly add anything else. There does not have to be anything else added to that.
0: I love it. Dude, I love that. I love that. Yeah, so much. that's
1: that's really it. It's a short, simple pitch. There's nothing more to decorate it, really. I just think it would be fun to see it through that lens.
0: But you you tackle what you tackle what Mortal Kombat is missing in terms of film. Even the 1995 movie
1: Annihilation. Was, no, right? no, the one before. Oh, no, that's, that, I'm original, sorry, that was 97. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, Annihilation's horrible. Horrible. Um, the the, the original, original
1: film. Okay. The original
0: film like almost gets there but doesn't. And I feel like being able to say like this has got to be kind of stupid to work yeah like it's got to have that fun element and kill bill really is just a perfect
1: version of that
0: because it's a master class or it's not a master class it's a culmination of everything kung fu was and everything kung fu movies were and mortal kombat has great story it's got great characters and they just keep dropping the ball with it so this is a perfect way to tell it. I think it would be awesome on something like HBO Max because obviously oh, that's yeah. Warner
1: Service, right? Warner Service that makes the most sense. The last thing I would say is um, rather than playing out the storylines that we already know from the previous games like making uh you know Luke Kang champion or Kung Lao yeah. champion just play a new story with those yeah. characters. Let yeah. somebody else win. You know, yeah. and I think it would be a cool new interesting again variant. Of classic Mortal Kombat that I think fans would enjoy. Cause frankly, I would love to watch a weekly Kung Fu show. Uh, I think that yeah. would be fucking great.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, and Iron Fist was definitely not it. So it was,
1: it was not it, dude. Certainly. In fact, that guy can play some guy that gets killed first.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, just kill Finn Jones in the first scene.
1: Poor Finn Jones. He almost had a career. Almost. Almost. Almost.
0: So, dude, that was great. I love that. Thank you
1: so much. And I now I'm gonna hand it over to you, sir.
0: Okay. So, how about this? Ooh. I'm making a video game, but it's not a fighting game. And the reason why it's not a fighting game is because Mortal Kombat does fighting games well. You know, Mortal Kombat, yeah, Kombat yeah. has done okay. fighting games well. They do fighting games well. They know what they're doing there. Back in the mid-2000s, the folks over at, I think it was still midway at the time before Nether NetherRealms, uh, there was a a game made in the Mortal Kombat lineage. Now, this is not Mortal Kombat mythologies, and this is not Mortal Kombat Special Forces. So don't worry about that. I'm not talking about that game. Okay. There's a little talked about game that there's a core fan base of people like me who love this game. When I was working at GameStop, there was a game that came out called Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. And you played as Liu Kang or Kung Lao, and it was a couch-based co-op, isometric beat-em-up game. We're, We're making your way through the Mortal Kombat story as Liu Kang and Kung Lao and just beating the snot out of everything. It was very much in the realm of like, like a final fight, but an isometric perspective. And it showed us as players, and I love Shaolin Monks. I think Shaolin Monks is a blast of a game. Everyone who I know who, who knows it, and when we bring Shaolin Monks up, is like, yeah, Shaolin Monks. Oh, cool. It gives you more backstory. It shows you how the second Sub-Zero got that scar on his eye. Yeah. Um, it shows you a whole bunch of different stuff like that, and it's really cool. It's a really great, great time. And that gave me the idea of like, let's break out of the mold. Now, this game that I want to create is not, it's not a isometric beat-em-up. I want this game to kind of follow in the footsteps of something like Ghost of Tsushima or God of War. Where it's a single character action game. Where you're playing through the backstory and the story and the path of, you're playing through the past and the story of Hanzo Hasashi. Or Scorpion. And I'm calling this game Mortal Kombat. The Spectre. So what happens in this So does this take
1: place back in like the 18th century?
0: It takes place back at the beginning of his story. But then you get the after part. So the beginning of the game is this. How you learn your kind of tutorial section of this game. Is it starts in Japan. And this is obviously years before the 10th Mortal Kombat. Which is the big Mortal Kombat event. It starts back in Japan. And... Hanzo, who is Scorpion, is training his son to, you know, training with a bow, uh, kind of teaching him like the basic mechanics of the game. So you as the player can kind of learn. You can climb up trees. You can use a bow. You can use a sword. You're like learning like the basic basis of combat. And like the newest movie, I think one of the best parts of the newest movie is actually the beginning where Hmm. you kind of get the whole aspect of Scorpion's scorpion story of, yeah, his story and that the actor who plays scorpion it's completely out of my mind right now but he, uh, he is amazing and i love that actor and i that's like i watched the first seven minutes of mortal kombat i'm like oh this might not be that bad and then obviously whatever yeah but it but, got worse but like that was so really it was so wonderfully done and i kind of want the beginning of this game to be Born out of that framework where, you know, he takes his son down to the river, they're fishing, they're doing all this stuff. And then eventually they get back to his house and he walks into his house, something's amiss. He tells his son to hide. Yeah. He sees that his wife and his newborn child have been killed mm. and their bodies are freezing to the touch. So this is not good. So he searches his house, he does all this stuff. He And then eventually you get to a point where you've got Bihan who is later known as Sub-Zero, kind of holding the the, the the kid he was training. And Scorpion, you know, you get a moment where you get to like throw the throw the harpoon spear at, at Sub-Zero and just kind of wings him. And then the kid gets loose, but then Sub-Zero throws like an ice knife at him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you get your first fight where like Scorpion f- fights Sub-Zero and you kind of almost get into like a Mortal Kombat style fight at this point. So you get almost into like a fighting game fight where it's Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. And then Scorpion dies, and so you you lose the fight. You lose the fight. It's this one is of the those...
1: this is the vile fight for Mega Man. Exactly, Manics, right? it's yeah, the okay. vile
0: fight. Scorpion dies, wakes up in in some sorcerer's place in Outworld. He's been given his life back, and he's got one mission. His one mission is to hunt down Sub Zero and kill him. And what Scorpion does is he makes his way through Outworld, and he makes his way through the Earth Realm. And while you're going through Earthrealm and Outworld, what you're doing is you're taking out Lin Kuei strongholds. So Sub-Zero is a ninja from the Lin Kuei clan. And the Lin Kuei clan killed the uh, Shirai Ryu clan, which is Scorpion's clan, and yeah. killed all his people, killed his family. So he's hunting them down and killing all their people one by one. And that's the whole point of this game. It's like you are sneaking around, but you have different trees that you could do. You could get really good at, like, stealth as a ninja, and maybe you use the spear to, like, string people up, or maybe you just use things like bows and arrows to silently take people out. And, or you could be really good at, like, other weapons, like swords and axes and stuff like that, that Scorpion has used in other games. You can level up that, and you can choose as you get better and as you take people out and as you beat strongholds and find secrets and, you know, yeah. venture between earth earth world, realm, and Outworld. You find all this stuff. So I want it to be, like, a kind of semi-open-worldy, kind of this ninja stealth uh, Mortal Kombat game. But I too, like you, do not want to lose the ridiculousness. And I think that there should be, like God of War, the original God of War games, there should be a time when you get in a fight with anyone where you can just, you put in a button combo and completely just murder someone. <laughs> yeah. Right? And the more people that you kill as Scorpion, your your fatality bar starts ah. to starts to build up. There it is. And when you build up your fatality bar, Scorp—you can enter some button code, and Scorpion does—he either he doesn't do a fatality, but he gets like he takes the mask off, and he's just ghost riding, burning people alive, yeah. and they're running around on fire, and it's just just what he's doing throughout this game is and as you do these things and you define secrets you level up, you get better abilities, you can choose which paths that you want to take and which abilities you want to learn. If you really want to max it out, you can literally just get every ability by the end if you want to put that amount of time in. But in the end it's to hunt down Sub-Zero and eventually you get to the tournament. And Scorpion is a representative of Outworld in this tournament and the last fight of the game Scorpion kills Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. Kills him. Kills Bihan, Sub Zero, uh, you know, sets him on fire and kills him. And that's the end of that first game because this is a series. Oh, of course, of course. You got to, you got to have six, six, six seasons in a movie. So you <laughs> kill, you kill Bihan at the uh, Bihan at the end, and then you find out that the original Bihan, when he dies, his spirit is reborn into Noob Saibot. Ah. Which is actually how it happens in the game. And Noob Sabat lets Scorpion know that it was Quan Chi, the man who brought Scorpion back to life, that that actually possessed his brother to kill the entire Shirai Ryu clan and his family. So now Scorpion has someone else to go after, kind of like in a new revenge quest. A new revenge quest to hunt down Quan Chi. And that's going to be the aspect of the second game which is, you know, we're, we can have it some, called something else. But in that second game, I want you to bring in the younger Sub-Zero with the scarred eye. Absolutely. Who actually joins forces with Scorpion. Scorpion kind of takes care of him because he realized he did, he did the wrong thing.
1: And you need Sub-Zero for a revenge game because of course. revenge is a dish. Best served cold. There it is.
0: Then we shall have a feast.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Yes. <laughs> so ultimately, I want game two. I want the story of of Scorpion, Scorpion in this second game to make his way all the way to the end, kill Quan Chi and eventually get his humanity back. Cause I think yep. that's what you do. You start where he's like this all powerful specter wraith. And then eventually at the end, you, you you get his life back. And I think that's the, the, the main arc for Scorpion here. And I right. think that all of his, all of his mortal combat moves should be in there. The the skull shooting fire should be in there. His stealth moves should do like the decoy where he like teleports out of the way and then punches someone. He definitely has the harpoon spear uh he's got all that different stuff and i think just a game an action game a single player action game focused around scorpion could be a lot of fun
1: i think that's awesome man i love that i love the, the description as it being kind of a, like a god of war style adventure yeah. i was i was definitely seeing that and i was thinking of like scorpion using that fucking harpoon spear on just everything
0: and like change get over here and yeah. rip it heads and,
1: off or just like wait until like your guys are in a line. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, straight through them all.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool. Perfect. I love that. I love
1: that. That's awesome. I love that.
0: Yeah, but that's my pitch for Mortal Kombat, the Spectre. Oh, I love that. Do you think other Mortal
1: Kombat characters would appear other oh, than yeah. Sub-Zero and Noob? Like, would you have room for other people?
0: I think so, and I think especially by the especially by the end of the first game, you know, you you start to get Liu Kang, because you see in the tournament, right? You see Liu Kang, yeah, yeah, you right. see Johnny Cage, you see all these characters, and I think they're more... They get... Is this game becomes something else? they get more and more into into that and i think you see more and more of those characters in the future
1: that's awesome oh i love that man that's that's so cool i would play that in a heartbeat and you know what i was never a scorpion guy but that guy would uh, that game would make me a scorpion guy
0: well good that's that's all that's all that matters because who doesn't want to play as like this all powerful like He's kind of like a ghost rider to a degree. To oh, yeah. Degrees, he's even like a flame absolutely
1: spirit of vengeance type thing. Yeah, right? he's
0: got that kind of thing going on. And who doesn't love a good revenge plot? Uh, once again, Tarantino obviously loves a revenge plot. Sure. But I, do, I remember
1: that being like a debate always. It was always just like who was cooler, Scorpion or Sub-Zero.
0: Well, technically and- Sub-Zero.
1: Oh. oh. Very good. Very good. Uh, But no, I mean, I I always favored Sub-Zero, but I mean, the Scorpion backstory, the fact that he's a fucking skeleton demon under his mask that breathes fire. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. And I actually I think as much as I like the look and the moveset of Sub-Zero, being able to fire a fucking spear harpoon out of your fucking hand is amazing.
0: That's so cool. And just the fact that he yells at you when he does it, like he tells you to get over here like that's chef's kiss yeah. chef's kiss that's my pitch man mortal kombat the specter i think we had some really cool ideas and i think, Love I, think it. I i was really happy to sit down and and uh and uh, revisit mortal kombat after so many years so thank you man
1: yeah i'm actually surprised that neither one of us pitched because this is what i thought was going to happen what people have been saying should happen for years which of course is a definitive mk versus street fighter
0: yeah i didn't want to go that route but i think eventually I we might get there
1: I think we'll get there. I think the hard part of that would actually be agreeing on what shared animation style could they use, and then would you make the SF characters be able to be more violent if they yeah. wanted? Or you know, it's it, there's a lot of compromise that would have to go on.
0: In in DC versus MK, uh, the DC characters don't kill. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they did it. They made they did brutalities as as opposed to fatalities. So does Joker not kill? Joker kills when they brought him into Mortal Kombat he just shoots people
1: got it okay. so yeah
0: so yeah. yeah but that's how it goes but no you're right i think eventually we might get something who knows who will who would develop immortal combat versus street fighter but i'm here for it i'm here to see what happens when it comes out
1: i uh, yeah i think you know if if there was ever a time period where it's something like that would come out we live in it
0: yeah 90s nostalgia is all the rage so for sure make it happen make it happen nether realm and capcom you could do it do it do it do I? but once again thank you so much dude uh to everyone out there this has been the summer of slam continued with summer mortal com- slam. with mortal combat and i have to thank the master of Outworld, the emperor mr jordan hugh thank you
1: the the long-haired sorcerer of my nightmares Mike stop
0: Oh, well, thank you again once. Thank you once again, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> That's a blast. I hope you all out there had fun, and we will catch you real, real soon with some more Summer of Slam.
1: Summer of Slam.
0: And there we have it. How about this, listeners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode where we talked about Mortal Kombat. We hope you had a lot of fun as much fun as Jordan and I had reminiscing about the early 1990s as well as just talking about one of these very special competitive video game franchises and there's so much to Mortal Kombat so this might be something we revisit again in the future like many of these things we've actually discussed revisiting some of these again and doing some of these episodes again because there's always more ideas out there but I'm pretty jazzed about Jordan's TV show. And I have to thank, once again, Jordan Hugh for being the best co-host on the planet. Best co-host that this co-host could ask for. So, if you're enjoying How About This, please be sure to give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave a comment, give us a review. All of those things make this podcast that much more visible, especially as we get those viewer or, I guess, listener numbers up. It'll just help more people find this and... Give us better ideas as those folks chime in to let us know what we should be talking about or what you, the listener, want to hear. As always, you can find us on Instagram at HowAboutThisPod or you can go to Facebook.com and search out how about this. We are definitely there. You can follow us there and talk with us there as well. But until next time, as the summer of slam rages on, finish him.